Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that has caught our eye this week. I'm James and with me is Crafty. Hello. And Tom. Yep. We're going to talk all-time great Aussie Facebook car pages, um, Audi's latest fresh metal, and we'll give you an insight into the psyche of a man who's under pressure and loving it in this week's Musk Watch, so stay with us. But first of all, some feedback. Uh, Damien Curry, thank you very much, Damien, on YouTube said, yay, I'm first. Can't (laughs) wait... Can't wait to go home and watch you tonight. Oh, nice. You guys make my Fridays. Great work. So he's going to be watching us. Or he was watching us on Friday night. Did you see those the bushes rustling outside your window? Of course, yeah. Yeah, well, when I'm not lurking in them, someone (laughs) else is. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Whatever Um, whatever you do in your spare time, Damo, that's your business. To which Stephen Davis responded, I'll listen to it in the truck next week. Good on you. Which was pretty good. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty cool. good. But um, that that was it for YouTube. Crafty, yeah, yeah. speaking of feedback, you've you've had a bit. I've had a fair bit, yeah, because mm-hmm. I've I've thrown a few videos on uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, yep. The Nissan throw enough Navara. mud at the wall, some of it'll stick. <laughs> Something's yeah. got to stick. Yeah, yep. uh, the Navara Entrec uh, Warrior, which uh, people are having uh, a go at me about on YouTube, uh, saying I say Warrior, which I do. Right, but that's old school Bundaberg. You 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 <laughs> love that film, Once Will Warrior. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I don't know the why they were people. so concerned. Yeah, they're always <laughs> exactly. concerned about things. So that's yeah. the Bundaberg. Uh, accent is it or is yeah, it that's the... correct yeah I, th- I think it might even be sort of a, an old school Queensland thing but uh, I wouldn't want to be so presumptuous you took your, you took but, your uh, port to school did you oh and yeah of yeah, course yeah, yeah, yeah. ready to leave home because your parents didn't want you back after school so yes. yeah but um, no and a couple of guys uh, Stuart Marler was the was the bloke who picked me up on my uh, pronunciation so thank you Stuart Stuart well thanks done, Stuart. no thanks what well, is it, it sorry not sorry it yeah. helps us yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, we just got a few guys uh, sort of asking um, whether there will be a manual version right uh, available, and yes, there will be. So, okay, that's uh, so great. that's hot off the oh, press. That's yep. only been confirmed. Uh, a fair few blokes uh, or people um, also asking about pricing, but no yep. pricing has been confirmed for the Navara and Trek. Warrior, but I even, um, I even, I even <laughs> you have to really try. I'm going to say, <laughs> I even like thought a, um, in motion. your warrior video, I, I, um, I just the prototype. Yeah, I like the look of that. Thing. Yeah, so you did know, I. Without, so did I. It, it was, well, it unfortunately, it's not going to look like that. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, they've they've got a uh, rather than that uh, than that uh, ball bar that's mm-hmm. on the the prototypical model. There will be a body coloured sort of wrap around ball bar. A little bar. fancier. That's correct. Yeah, okay. yeah. But the but the thing looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like even the production model looked really good. Handled really well. Uh, I, I mean, rod and handling was unreal. We went All for right. a decent drive over a day. Uh, in Victoria's big desert uh, wilderness country. All right. Um, but anyway, we'll be we'll be staying on top. So of that, we've allocated we? some budget for elocution lessons <laughs> to drag that kind of Queensland drawl out of you yeah. and yeah. get warrior yeah. to warrior. That's correct. But back yeah. uh, back on the Navara, just just quickly, that yeah. was one of the big surprises in the recent comparison we did as well. It, oh, the ride and handling yeah. Were, yeah. were markedly improved. Yeah, it was it was a pleasant surprise, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, um, yeah. a lot of people are always sort of ready to. To bag it, but you know it's it's getting better all the time. Yeah, so, uh, terrific, very good. All right, moving on. Moving on, we will move to your good self, mm-hmm. Tom. And um, speaking of fresh metal, you've experienced some during the week, but it's of a slightly different type. 
Yes, so it's the uh, launch of the new Audi Q3, Yep, uh, which is a really important model for them. Uh, it's aimed to plug a, a gap in their lineup at the moment. Uh, we did a story a little while ago that said, oh, you know, Audi sales have sort of come down a little bit. And yeah. the explanation for that is, oh, well, you know, we need a fresh small SUV to come in I see. next to the Q2 in that like in that right size. And the expectation, you know, long order as it seemed, was to pick up the slack between yeah. now and the end of the year. Is this Q3 a big part of that chunk of That's exactly up? right. Yeah, so okay. they're, they're putting a lot of pressure on its little shoulders, so it needs to okay. be uh, quite a good thing. And, and for the most part, it, it definitely is. Right. So uh, we got to go to the launch. Um, it's We got to... Take it for a blast around some back roads, do yep. the whole thing. It's got a, a massive boot. That's one of the big improvements. The boot is like truly, it's it's in a segment above. So is the car itself bigger overall? It is, yeah. So, so part of that is in a, a slightly bigger footprint. Yeah, but they've made, them, they've made the most of it. So it's, it's 70, 77 millimeters longer in the wheelbase. Right. Um, but they've really made the most not of that 76, space. Not, not 76. Not 78. 77. No, exactly. 77. Very specific. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I yeah. would have been disappointed if it was 76. But it's it's much less um it's much less kind of straight up and down than the previous car. Like it's more yep. fun to look at, it's more fun to be in. Um it's got this kind of springy hot hatch like right. suspension, it's lighter, it's it, it's it's and better qu- in a lot of ways. Question yeah. without notice. Where does that car sit in the kind of sales ladder in terms of the various Audi models? It's got to be an important one for yeah. them, but it's it's not their top seller? I or? couldn't tell you exactly. Okay. All right. um, I suspect their top seller would be something like the A4 still. All right. We might, you know, through the wonders of technology, we might put a little note for YouTube viewers yeah. as to yeah. what the answer to yeah. that yeah. one what is. What it actually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, the on com- the chalkboard, that's the job board. <laughs> yes, the computers will definitely know. Um, but no, it's it's improved uh, all over, and it's got all these kind of really brilliant uh, tech items that come completely standard. So they're only launching with one variant. That's the other important thing to note. And wow. they've had supply constraints bringing them in. Okay. Um, so the one variant they're bringing it in with is the base for now, which is 35 TFSI. Yes. So that's a 1.4 liter engine, just to confuse everyone. Yes. It's a 1.4 liter engine, uh, 110 kilowatts, 250 newton meters so it's not overly powerful but that is the entry level one um comes with massive 10.1 inch multimedia screen wireless apple carplay i'm not entirely sure i need to triple check this but i'm pretty sure it's the only car in australia that has wireless apple carplay as standard right now okay um <clears throat> BMW brands out there that want to challenge challenge us on that yeah, yeah. bring it on yeah that's right um but but it's it's this really impressive i mean it, it's this really impressive kind of cabin, so yeah. it's it's come leaps and bounds on that front, and uh, the standard inclusions are above most of its competitors. So yeah, that's fantastic. That's, that's really good to okay. see. Okay, terrific. Um, Will, uh, w- w- sorry, whereabouts in Australia were you for this launch? Oh, Byron Bay. It was it, Bay. it was quite stunning. Um, right, so you weren't taking a little side trip for crystals or <laughs> some get your chakras along. Well, I mean, or, yeah. Did you see your mate uh, Chris Hemsworth while you're up there? Oh, Go yeah. for a surf. It, it yeah. was a Go bit of a surf. it was a bit of a cultural experience driving through there. I got to tell you, we, we went through even Nimbin, which was did uh, you yeah. in, a, in brand new Audis? Yeah, in brand new Audis. Wow, dangerous. That would be like yeah. that's the equivalent of driving Luke Skywalker's Landspeeder. Yeah. you know, through yeah. Nimbin. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> They'd be more into the sandals and the the shoe leather. To get that's right. That's right. <laughs> you probably drove through a couple of 
puffs of smoke as well. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't yeah. be from anyone's Not exhaust. exhaust yeah. No, no, we no. actually had to turn on recirculate air when we went through there uh, for the fear of hitting an RBT on the way out. Uh, uh. Fair enough, yeah. All right, fantastic. So we'll be looking forward to uh, the written review yep. and you shot some video as, yes, as well. Yes, so, so. There, there'll be a video on YouTube. Um, Fabulous. So you'll be able to watch that and... Um, yeah, how so much for how much? How much for how much? So it comes in slightly above entry level competitors at forty six four hundred. That's MSRP. Yep. Um, mm. So it's slightly more expensive than the entry level BMW. Slightly more expensive so than you, the entry level Lexus. So you're talking about a, a GLC Merc? GLA. GLA. Of course but, you are. Well, it will be the GLB when the GLB launches, but that's not here yet. Right. Um, Just don't challenge my alphabet knowledge like that <laughs> ever again. <laughs> yeah. Don't put yeah. me on the spot. Uh, well, no, it's because they have the Q2 below. So the Q2 is more that kind of hatch, numbers. Li- lift, so oh, many. lifted so hatch. I know. Oh, it's it's this so whole thing models. to unpack. Yeah. The Germans like numbers and yeah. letters, so it's they all do. very straight up and down. But we did have Sean Cleary in here trying to explain the <laughs> numbers and, and letters. The, the, oh, the kind of tangled web. Yeah. Of, yeah. No, he did. Well, yeah. I understood it at the time, but I've completely yeah. lost it again since. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing to note is, so it, it'll launch with just that variant, but there is, so in uh, Q, I want to say two. There are only four of them. There are only four of them. Oh, yeah. I want to yeah. say two. There's a two liter quattro coming. So in the third half of the year. <laughs> now you're messing with me. <laughs> Talk about Jedi mind trick. Um, right. Yeah. So there, there's a two liter quattro coming with more power. Yep. Um, and all-wheel drive. And then there's also a um, RS coming, which will yep. have the TT's five-cylinder turbo. Wow. So that will be Ooh. cracking. It'll and be a live yeah, little, yeah. It will. drive, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, and, the, and then they've also got a kind of sport-back body style, which looks like kind of a shrunken-down Lamborghini Urus. I, I love wow. the look of it. Wow. It looks amazing. And, and all right. if you're on YouTube, we'll put some pics up. Go have, Super. Um, have a squeeze. But, well, but so yeah, so there's uh, this really kind of broad spectrum of them coming, but for now it's just the entry level. All right, well, we won't give the game away. You'll give your verdict on how this thing shapes up. Yep. Um, so people should visit the website and have a look at YouTube and see how it went. That's yeah. it. Terrific. Now... Uh, for local people, Australian people, some of these Facebook sites that we're going to chat about now may be familiar, even to people overseas. But um, yeah. if you are yeah. elsewhere outside of our borders, just for your edification, we've got a few favourites around the office and we thought we'd talk through the top half dozen or so. One that's probably more for Sydney people, although people outside of uh, Sydney and New South yeah, Wales may, well may, may well be aware of it. Yep. It's a group called Help, I've Binned My Car in the Nasho. All right. Love it. So the Nasho is shorthand for the Royal National Park, which mm-hmm. is south of Sydney. And Just it's an enormous of tract of land um, that's kept aside for the koalas and the kangaroos and the kookaburras yeah. and all of that stuff. And it's a beautiful place. It is. Yeah. The, um, the thing about it is there's a rather twisty dipping and diving road that cuts through the National Park that mm. tends to get people's mm. dander up. Yeah. when they're in the car and some of them just overstep the mark and they may be above the speed limit by a kilometre an hour or two. <laughs> or so. Yeah. So yeah. this group is dedicated to recording the accidents, the, the trips, the trip-ups that, that happen from time to time. They also have the imprimatur of Sir Jackie Stewart um, at the yeah, beginning who's photographed that. saying, quote, Royal Nasho is the greatest racetrack in the world, <laughs> Sir Jackie Stewart, 2017. <laughs> so that's that, he's on board, which yeah. is fantastic. That's, there's, that's one, there's one right picture there. that we've got for YouTube viewers that you'll see behind us. It's saying, if you're happy and you know it, flip your Honda. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a Honda upside down on the road. Um, there's also wouldn't be happy. a small blue car, which is very hard to decipher what it is. Mm. 
uh, well off the road that's been photographed in the bush, as we say in Australia. And the commenter says, can someone call David Attenborough to identify this mysterious <laughs> creature? <laughs> it looks like a festiva, but it's hard to tell. Yeah. So, I, th- I think yeah. the Toyota 86 is overtly represented yeah. Yeah. on that page. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, there's there's are. There are quite, <laughs> quite a few, few upside-down ones. hilarious. For people who are on Facebook, make sure to have a look at that. Help, I've been my car in the Nasher. And just my- as a, uh, sorry, Jason, yeah. just as a footnote to that, I, I lived uh, on the fringe of the Nasher, Nasher? Yep. for five years. Uh and unfortunately, I was privy to many nighttime oh. races uh, because, as well as going through the park, which is a great drive, it leads you uh, naturally uh, down south across Seacliff Bridge, which is also yes. uh, a, a big a... Uh, nighttime racing um, scene. <laughs> yes. And uh, yes, um, uh, unfortunately, I, I heard and saw quite so a few engines, uh, bingles and, and that sort of stuff. The so. engine, the awkward period of silence. That's right. Then <laughs> the lock breaks. Yep. Then the bending metal. Yeah. And yeah. then sort of the high-pitched, oh, what did I do? <laughs> Help, I've been my car outside <laughs> the Nash I've got to post this. But it, it would have been a, a fun place to try and fall asleep at night, yeah. you know, with the sort of sound <laughs> of R32 oh. Skyline. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Pretty well, much, Mighty yeah. Car Mods and, and hat tip to Mighty Car Mods uh, have a sticker that you can buy for your car's rear windscreen. That is in the model, in the style of a Nurburgring sticker, but it says Royale Nasho. And Love it. It's it's fantastic. Eight bucks. What a bargain. <laughs> bargain. So Christmas if idea. you feel like getting <laughs> getting involved, that's available. Now, another one that we've spotted that caught our attention, low-income solo mum cars. Mm. That's mm. So mum's taxis driven by low-income earning solo mothers, yeah. taking care of business week to week, no matter what. These are their stories. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm guessing a lot of Holden Barinas. It's a beautiful mix of they cars. They are represented, yes. The Batuta Advocate, a wonderful publication yeah. um, here in Australia, had a report, uh, report headline, Mum should have never gotten rid of the silver 96 Commodore. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> um, so look, just, yeah, well, to, it is. And just to balance the scales, we've got low-income single dad cars. Yeah, that's correct. Cars driven by low-income low earning single fathers who live for the weekend visits from their two kids. These are their <laughs> stories. Um, so there's one where there's this, uh, it's a VT, I think, Commodore. Yeah. Sitting there, mismatched wheels. There's a Commodore banner across the top of the windscreen, you know, Bathurst 1000 style. And the comment attributed to that low-income single dad is, can't your mum just drop you at the pub? Um, yeah, that so, was the page that was too real for a friend yeah. of mine. He, he had to unsubscribe. Some of them are quite close to home. Oh, uh, too relatable. <laughs> AU Falcons doing incredible things. What a, what a great page. This is another page, yeah. yeah. This page is dedicated to Australia's most versatile vehicle, mm. the AU Falcon. Mm. And it is fantastic. We've got a clip of a person in an AU Falcon who, despite the presence, unbeknownst to them, of a police car, just the other side (laughs) of the car there next to it at the traffic lights, does a massive stoppy burnout and puts smoke around himself (laughs) and the car next to him to be then followed by a cop in in short order. That kind of thing. It's um, absolutely fantastic. Another one, uh, Camry Corner Dents. Oh, yeah. So the Camry Camry Global Car um, says... Hang around for munted Camry bumpers <laughs> and slammed in Yoda asses that not even your uncle's mate can pop out. <laughs> With the rubber hammer. So, I mean, are, they, are these touch parking incidents? Or they are, are using a, using the audible parking before, <laughs> you know, yeah. car sensors were ever a thing. Yeah, I mean, you've got to say, plotting around Sydney, oh. every 
I'm not like more than every second Camry has one of these dents. Well, we did also theorise that there should be a page if there isn't one already, and let us know if there is for tissue boxes on oh, the yeah. rear parcel shelf. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Probably with some fancy padded, yeah, you know, yeah, special trim. Oh yeah, the ornamental. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Um, there's also a shot that we loved, which was uh, um, captioned "Ultimate Camry Power Move," which was an upturned Camry slammed into a median strip. <laughs> so forget the bumper dents; it's upside down and slammed. That's just gone above and beyond the call. There's another you? one called "Stuffed Magnus." <laughs> now that's not a cooking. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not a no, cooking page. No, no. Almost everywhere I go, I see a number of Magnus stuffed in some way. Yeah. It's amazing how many you can find. <laughs> and the one, the one, one of the ones we liked was uh, uh, captioned, anyone know this sexy beast? And it is a lurid, toxic shock green Magna, complete <laughs> with the, uh, the race style wheels and a black bonnet. It, it, oh, it's a truly nice. amazing oh. combination. And another one that's captioned, when you want an American muscle car but can't afford it, the next best thing, and it's a Magna painted like Burt Reynolds' Bandit, you know, oh, his 6.6-litre yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trans Am, yeah. complete <laughs> with chook on the bonnet, and the number plate, Ban 1. <laughs> oh, jeez. So that's pretty good. good. Stuff. And yeah, yeah. the last one that we'll call out is Commodores with no fuel flap. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, uh, quote, this page is dedicated to the lack of fuel flaps on Commodores as well as the replacement of mismatching flaps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you've got the wrong color one. Yeah. A, a color one. And the, um, the one that really caught our eye was a VE Commodore well and truly on fire, like flames. Yeah. It yeah. is being eaten up by fire with a mismatched fuel flap. <laughs> There's a standout image. I, I like how it, it sort of covered the spectrum there. You know, you've got the the Falcon, you've got the Magna, you've got the you've got Commodores, the Commodore, yeah, yeah Camrys, uh, kind of like this. It's fantastic. Nice yeah. little ma microcosm I love of the Australian it. it's, car land. Aussie yeah. car culture so yeah. beautifully expressed. Yeah. And if our listeners and viewers have any more, and I'm sure they're out there, just <laughs> send them our way because we can share them as well. Um, we'd love to hear what you frequent in terms of Aussie car Facebook pages. Yeah. It's like seeing a ute with a with a sort of either a fake bull skull or a real oh, one. Fabulous. Or a ute with a Bundy Rum sticker Bundy on. Rum stickers. Or the R.M. Or, or, Williams one. Or a Deniloquin uh, Ute Muster Denny sticker. Ute Denny Muster. Ute yeah. Muster. Which is on, uh, it's on soon, I think. I don't know. I, I heard think it might have already been... Last week. Trying to break a world sure, record yeah. for the most number of utes, yeah. you know, once again yeah. in one place at one time. Oh, good luck to them. Anyway, Brilliant. talking about utes uh, in one place at one time, there weren't any in our garage this week, no. but... Well, Other cars were well, and crafty. Oh, hang on a minute, I had a Hilux. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I had a Hilux. Okay, egg on my face. Sorry about that. <laughs> we had that. Other than that, we probably had several others. <laughs> and my Hilux sedan. <laughs> That's right. Limited edition. So we'll 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 get to that. But oh, first electric. of all, crafty. You have been driving a hybrid, yeah, and yeah. it's of the Toyota variety, and it recently picked up a gong that that you had a hand in uh, awarding. Uh, uh, no, not ad odd adventure. No, um, oh. that did win our our car of the year. Though, oh, but Rav Four. Yeah. Oh, beg your pardon. Yes, that's right. So pardon, I do yes. beg your pardon. It was our um, overall winner. That's yeah, right. That's correct. Um, I drove. I had the pleasure of driving the Rav Four Cruiser All Wheel Drive. Okay. Hybrid. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not very experienced in the way of electric things. Mm -hmm. um, electric vehicles or, or hybrids. Toasters or. <laughs> do you, Do you know, Crafty? Just to clear it up, because. I think I've forgotten. Oh, please clear it up. I think I've forgotten where they they sit. Is the edge or the cruiser higher? No, the edge is the top spec. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Right. Uh, and but the cruiser you, you can get edge, in. You're, you're totally lower. 
<laughs> and it'll be available in Q2. Now I'm making that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's no, it's actually uh, on sale now. Yep. Um, and in a nutshell, it, it was quite a lot of fun to drive. Um, it's now it's, not much space inside the nutshell though. <laughs> no, that's all. Well, not once I'm in there. Yeah, so, uh, that's right. Um, so it's got a petrol engine, two point five yeah. liter four cylinder petrol engine. It's got an electric motor up the front, an electric motor down the rear, and a and a harmonic orchestra uh, in the boot. Oh, yeah, right. No, no, it's got a couple of. So it's got the petrol engine and it's got the two electric motors. Wow. Okay. Um, it's an all-wheel drive. But it's sort of on demand, like really when you put your foot down, it will yep. go all-wheel drive. Otherwise, it was, is it a front-wheel front driving. Drive. Yep. Um, but it's unreal. So quiet. Hopped in the thing. Didn't know whether it had started. I was going to call Maddie Campbell in here and go, what <laughs> Fa- am I doing wrong? Because <laughs> Failure I to proceed. <laughs> Failure to proceed. <laughs> yeah. Um, unreal acceleration um, yeah. in oh, and okay. around town um, for overtaking, uh, yep. you know, that sort of thing. Um, staying safe at intersections where people have sort of uh, – dilly-dallying around. Um, and is that because it accelerates with pure electric power? Uh, I think it taps into everything. As right, soon as okay. you mash the pedal, it's like a combo. you can run in series. You can actually, can what it's in. got is it's got two screens, the eight inch in the middle for infotainment, but you can also display, uh, you know, what's pairing the wheels yeah, at yeah, any yeah. one time. And it's got a, a seven inch driver display right in front of you where you can uh, switch between views. And one of those is real time uh, uh, battery usage. Yep. And also uh, uh, traction, which we okay. used uh, in an all-wheel drive sort all of situation. Right. Um, but uh, unreal. We did um, – mm. there has been some concern by some people that I know about battery depletion and whether whether when you tap into the all-wheel drive sort of quite, uh, <clears throat> quite relentlessly, um, it will deplete the battery and then it will revert to two-wheel drive mm. and you'll be stuck I see. in terrain that is all-wheel drive terrain, mm. but you can't go into it because you're in a... Right. Uh, that didn't happen to us. We we drove it quite hard, mm. but I think it's an all-wheel drive, so it's quite low. Um, it's, it's got quite a long wheelbase, so the approach and departure angles aren't fantastic, but yep. that's fine because it's an all-wheel drive. So, I mean, you'd have to keep in mind what sort of terrain you should take it on. All right. It's more for well-maintained gravel tracks in a national park and that sort of thing. I mean, yep. don't, don't bite off more than you can chew. Um, we, we sort of pushed it to its limits on a couple of uh, So is, is the, the concern or, or that perceived concern about running out of juice – because the rear electric motor is the one that drives the rear wheels? Uh, as I understand it, but like I say, um, it seemed to me like we, we depleted it quite quickly uh-huh. on steep hills or in scenarios where we had very little traction mm. and you had a lot of wheel spin and the traction control was trying to trying to work out, you know, it, it was trying to send drive from slipping wheels to gripping wheels. Yeah, We had a scenario where it was depleting the battery, but then it would deplete uh, in return, it would regenerate quite swiftly. Anyway, mm, mm. Um, I'd be I'd be reluctant to take it on a beach. I mean, that's one of the things you know you might see an ad. I don't know whether the the ads for this have Rav fours on a beach because yeah. a beach, you know, it's well, a whole different situation. It's very demanding powertrain. Absolutely, wise. you it's, tried it's, to it's, take it on Bondi. Yes, yeah. which is, which <laughs> is not on anywhere. Okay. Well, a, it was only to get the Bondi rescue guys to actually rescue me. Yeah. So and then wow. I just wanted the green whistle. Last... That's all I wanted. <laughs> you so, spent yeah. last week in the slammer, and now you're here. <laughs> yeah, and now yeah. I'm out. I've got a blue <laughs> bottle sting. So, so yeah, I I'd avoid taking it on sand for any length of time because, as Tom said, it's it's very taxing on a vehicle. At the best of times, I mean, even with a four-wheel drive, but um, you know, with an all-wheel drive that's lower, 
uh, and uh, you know it's only on road tyres and that sort of yeah. thing. So so I just drive it for what it's intended, and yep. it's perfectly fine for that. And it is unreal on the road. Uh, nice and quiet, nice and smooth, very refined, and yeah, just just fun to drive all around. Great, terrific. Yeah. Okay, superb. All right, and um, Tom, we'll move to another Toyota. Yeah, and it is that truck that was you know, in the garage all the time. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Phil, an actual Ute. An actual Ute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not going to Daniloquin for the muster. Well, that's, oh, we yeah, never he know. May have been you might get there. up to on the weekend. He did say he went camping. So <laughs> Tell us about know. it. Yeah, so I had the uh, Hilux SR5, and it's the 2020 update, uh, which means it gets that that kind of new. Can I say ugly nose? I don't like it. So, <laughs> I mean. Shit. Well, harsh, it was yeah. co- it was controversial, but, uh, uh, but I was driving it around and I thought I was looking at this thing, thinking, oh, and people were just pointing and staring at it. <laughs> like, what an ugly truck! Shouting well, out, yeah, hey, ugly. <laughs> because you sort of look at it and it, and it's it, it's sort of anonymous enough at the front that you, you forget. You're like, oh, what did the last one look like? Okay. And then as I was driving along, and you know, I, I got to have a good you know look at it o- over the weekend, and and I saw others, and I thought, oh, actually. I prefer the look of the last one. Okay. But um, anyway, that aside, the 2021 gets all the new safety stuff. So that means it's got AEB now, um, which is a necessity for ANCAP. Mm. Um, It's got lane keep assist, lane departure warning. Right. uh, Active cruise control, which is is a big one when you're uh, doing a big trip. And I I took it for maybe 300-kilometer trip uh, out to a place called Turon Gates. Turon Gates. Uh, which is uh, between Mudgee and Lithgow, if you're familiar with it New South like Wales. sounds like something that's either at the bottom of the ocean or mm. out there in space it somewhere. It does, does Turon Gates. Yeah. 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 yeah, it sounds like something Roy Batty well, saw before. <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All those moments. Yeah. So many. Lost in time. Lost like, like tears, tears in rain. In rain. <laughs> yeah, that's the, right. The... Um, but I suppose all of this is driven by that intense competition with Ranger because That's Ranger's right. been such an icebreaker in terms of safety and what have you in Utes, and it's the, the top-selling cars in the market. Yeah. So free marketeers would love it, you know, his um, competition driving such a, a good outcome. Yeah, absolutely. And and it and it does, like, the, the, the upgrades are, are so welcome, especially that Active Cruise is fantastic. Um, and, you know, we had it on that comparison test not that long ago. Of, mm. of course, it, it uh, scored well, uh, not necessarily for its road handling over something like the Ranger, but it was very capable off-road. Yeah, um, yeah And I, I found, because... Uh, there was a, a rather large section of uh, unsealed track to our campground to that touring gates as part of the reason I took it there. Um, it, it actually, it almost feels better on the off-road stuff than yeah. it does oh, really? on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah interesting. So, um, you know, there's sort of, you, you notice less of that kind of ladder chassis jiggle and that sort of stuff that so typifies the, the, the ride. So the back of the SR5 is suspended by coils? Spring, uh, yes. Coil springs. No, it still still leaves. Yeah, still leaves. Yeah, leaves, still leaves. Okay, um, right. still leaves at the back. So no, no, co- not like the Navara or the X class. No, what, what else yeah, has them? Coils, yeah, yeah, yeah coils. Okay, but you did load it up with three hundred kilograms of booze as well. Oh. Right? So, <laughs> no, we, we put so. we put nothing in the tray, but we did sleep in the tray because yeah. we got to the campground and we were only there for one night, and we had this foam. No expense spared. <laughs> no expense on your time away, Tom. <laughs> your your no, lady be... friend must love you. Yes, yeah. oh, awesome. I've got this place lined up. You won't believe. It's going to be awesome. So convenient. I've got this really nice tent that takes yeah. two hours to set yeah. um, up. It's like glamping, but just not. <laughs> it's very high up off the ground. There won't be any dampness. It's like a rooftop tent, but it's really just the tray of the I mean, it, it, it was mostly lovely. Okay, good. Um, there was some protest, but uh-huh. um, it was mostly lovely. Yeah, um, oh, good. By yeah, the other excellent. campers all around yeah. you, I presume. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but no, it was good to it was good uh, as well because we, we were able to sort of back it straight up to the fire and use it as our chair as well, just sitting on the back of the oh, train. Because so you, you forgot your set it on fire. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Gee, so versatile. Budget camping with Tom. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> don't we, bring anything. <laughs> we better move on. That's that's terrific, Tom. Thank you very much. Um, I will just chime in very briefly with the fact that I've driven relatively briefly. The Jaguar XE. Now, it's the oh. R-Dynamic HSE. So, it's up near the top of their um, XE range. $72,000 before you pay your on-road costs. It's a two-litre petrol turbo, the Ingenium engine. It's kind of in the high-powered hot hatch outputs range. 220-odd kilowatts, 400 newton metres. That's almost exactly what the new A35 Merc AMG will, will put yeah. out once it arrives here. Eight-speed auto, big 19-inch rims. Looks the goods because of the R-Dynamic thing lots of safety and standard spec for me i think it's partially because we've been fortunate enough to have a couple of very high performance jaguars through the garage recently v8 monsters i was looking at the r dynamic badge going oh it's not quite as dynamic as i thought it was going to be it's 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 rapid but it lacked that kind of ferocious um, acceleration that we'd been spoiled by yeah. these other cars. so mm. i think it was a contextual thing but um, a very nice car to commute in, and as I say, super well-equipped. And look, $72,000, it's a lot of money, but in terms of what it actually delivers on the equipment front and the performance front, it's uh, not a bad mm. number. And can you kind of option it whichever way you can imagine, like you can with some Jag products? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There are, well, this, this one is the result and, of that, yeah. in that you've, you've made your choices on the pack that you want, the engine that yep. you want, and all yep. that kind of stuff. Yes, but... Speaking of choices, some of them good, some of them bad. <laughs> some this of them person incredible. makes them all. It's time for Musquash. 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 Righto. Now, it look first up. It, it, it feels like it feels like Elon's having a hard time getting over the fact that the pod-style mini-sub um, that he developed and shot over to Thailand didn't save the day when those 12 kids, 12 boys, mm. and their soccer coach were rescued from a flooding cave in Thailand in July last year. He really went on Twitter overload for this thing. Absolutely. It was, so, just, it was just blatantly too big, wasn't it? It, it, was, it, was, it wasn't going to wasn't work. Gonna work. It wasn't going to work. Yeah. So if you give Elon the benefit of the doubt, it was incredibly well-intentioned. We can help save lives here and... and Ferry these kids out mm. one at a time in this pod type sub and, and whatever. Anyhow, Vernon Unsworth, who was the head of the dive team that was trying to extract these kids in very di- uh, difficult um, circumstances, told a TV reporter that he thought it wouldn't work. He actually, his opinion was it was a publicity stunt and Elon should stick it where the sun don't shine. And he actually used slightly more pointed language mm. to make that last point. Okay. Um, so on Twitter, the D leader responded by calling Unsworth pedo guy. And he copped a hiding for it. There was a major blowback on that. So um, rather than, I don't know, apologise, he (laughs) hired a guy called James Howard Higgins, a private investigator who is actually a convicted felon and fraudster, to go after Unsworth. Oh, really? So failing to vet the investigator, Musk's office, it now emerges, offered to pay him $52,000 US and dangled a $10,000 bonus for verified evidence 
showing that the diver was a pedophile. Oh, right? God. Well, so, this feels like to me that he's realized that he's defamed this guy and yeah, he goes, well, gone, it I'm isn't defamation in. if it's true. He's doubled down. Yeah. He's doubled down. Really it's like that, down. The, if you're in, if the best form of defense yeah. is attack. Yeah. So he later told... A convicted felon. On the, back, <laughs> on the back of this information that he's got, he later told a BuzzFeed journalist in an email that Unsworth was a child rapist and had a 12-year-old child bride. Oh, okay? Yeah. So he challenged... Unsworth then to sue him for libel, which Unsworth duly did. Yeah. Um, and in August, Musk was grilled by Unsworth's lawyers. Mm. So a 413-page transcript of that exchange is now public. Wow. wow. Uh, because documents have been filed prior to a jury trial in California kicking off on December the 3rd. Mark that one on your calendar. That's when it'll all start to happen. Just so, so sorry, mate. Some, of the, some of the key points so that sorry. have come out of this transcript is Musk said that pedo is a generic slang term used in South Africa when he was growing up in the 80s. No, it didn't imply someone was a pedophile. <laughs> he didn't, it was a generic term. It yeah. didn't imply someone was a pedophile. And that could be true according to Business Insider in South Africa. They reckon in Pretoria in the 80s it might have been a thing. But I know, Crafty, you spent a lot of time yeah, in South Africa. I did, yeah, yeah. To me... You're now a grown-up. Yeah. You know yeah. that something you said yeah. as a kid yeah. may not be appropriate. No, no exactly. So just lots say, of oh, things just we slang. said as kids. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. some of the things I said as kids might be behind bars. <laughs> so, and did spend some time. And know. it transpires <laughs> that after that, even after that James Howard Higgins debacle, he doubled down, he tripled down. Tripled down. He's tripled down. Is that even possible? With Cooley LLP, which is a legal firm. <laughs> The law like firm, yeah, that does definitely yeah. sound like a rapper. Sounds like a rapper. <laughs> uh, the law firm who represented Elizabeth Holmes in the Theranos civil case, um, and if anyone's aware of that, it is another fantastic Silicon Valley rub- rabbit hole that you should go down. Dive um, deep, massive, amazing mm-hmm. uh, story to investigate Unsworth further. So, turns out Unsworth met his current long-term partner in London when she was thirty-two. So the whole 12-year-old <laughs> bride, bride thing is a little bit Oops. off the mark. That's ridiculous. It also, he, he's also since been awarded an MBE, by the way. Yeah. Um, Musk directed his employees to compel Thai government officials to make complimentary public statements about him and the technology his engineers were developing to aid in the cave rescue. So the BBC had reported on a regional Thai official who said that Musk's, quote, equipment is technologically sophisticated, but it doesn't fit with our mission to go in the cave, and it's not practical. Musk wasn't satisfied with that response. So he said, quote, we need to go all out and make this guy retract his comment, Musk said, according to the filing. (laughs) Unsworth's attorneys described how Musk's employees used the Thai consul in Los Angeles as an intermediary to pressure the Thai officials, including the Prime Minister, to issue a statement reversing that statement. This is the most American story I think I've ever heard. Isn't that incredible? I mean, does it remind you of... Anyone else yeah. in America <laughs> using aggression as a form yeah. of defence and trying to blur the lines yeah. of what's real and what's not? Rather than yeah, just straight yeah. out apologising yeah. and yeah, really It is. Sorry. You could make a movie about this, you know. Yeah. Uh, American free one. market entrepreneur employs <laughs> ex-felon <laughs> to yeah. get dirt on it's British guy could, living. You couldn't script it. You'd be too corny as a script. I reckon there will be, uh, there, there will be a movie of this or, or at least a TV doco. Now, <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, space.com, Samantha Rolfe, writing for Space.com, says that Elon's Starship, SpaceX Starship, oh, could actually wreck the cosmos. 
So it could threaten alien life if it's out there. So Musk's plans have potentially dire consequences for alien life, astronauts and the environment. Um, Starship is designed, as you'll recall, to carry up to 100 crew members on interplanetary journeys throughout the solar system, starting with Mars in 2024. So there are many reasons to believe SpaceX will actually succeed, says Samantha. The company's been extremely impressive in its contribution to space, filling a gap when government agencies such as NASA could not justify Mm. the spending. It's not the rocket technology that she doubts. My concern is mainly astrobiological. Okay. However, there's risk that the microbe-ridden humans walking (laughs) on the red planet could contaminate it with bugs from Earth. So basically, my theory, again comes to the fore. We are the first cancer cells in the mm. cosmos. Yeah. Yep. We've just populated this one. We're about yep. to kill it. Then we'll move out Spread to the next one else. and do that yeah. one. So you've you got to say, though, as, as much as uh, there's all this sort of bad stuff circulating about, you know, Musk and whatever, as, you know, that whole American entrepreneurial thing goes, at least he's done some sort of public oh. service for science. And we, we have a dig. SpaceX is amazing. Yeah. Tesla is amazing in its own way, in terms of the way it's disrupted the market. Yeah. Boring company, I'm not so sure. But, you know, the, the, <laughs> there's so much you have to take your yeah. hat off to yeah. for his bravado, his yeah. risk-taking behaviour. Yeah. But then yeah. some yeah. other things are a little more questionable. I don't think Tom was, uh, was in here uh, in the garage that time we... We actually said we, you know, we tipped our hat to Musk. We said we we take, uh, you know, we have a go at him, mm. but it's all in good nature because we acknowledge his. Con- well, in the interview we had with him on the hundred episode, we, yeah. we were oh, right. asking we him. Up, we, yeah. He agreed that he does yeah. have a healthy ego, and and uh, so that much. Well, is I on wasn't the here for that one, but I was with Musk, and I had to hold his drink while he was on the phone. <laughs> here, so. Yeah. so the share price, like strawberry daiquiris. There's been such massive fluctuation. A dollar. Right, so uh, $244 was 243 last week and the two weeks prior to that. So we've had this ridiculous stability in the stair pro- uh, share, share price. price. The ridiculous price. stability. Can we, can, we, can we open that one up? Uh, <laughs> but Market Insider has raised an interesting point. Um, Neo, the Tesla of China. Yep. I actually thought Tesla was the Tesla of China. Yeah, yeah. Um, strong deliveries for the third quarter. And others like the Motley Fool, who's an um, investor kind yeah. of um, uh, advocate online, is speculating whether Neo is a better buy than Tesla. Mm. Both are suffering, but one's kind of got a, a slightly yeah. better outlook, is the view. Mm. So the that'll Neo, be interesting to watch. Neo recently, so uh, I did read about this not that long ago, and it, it was that when China started to pull subsidies away from their electric yeah. car market, that's when Neo started suffering because they, they're really heavily overinvested yes. in those sorts of things. And they've got yeah. all kinds of wild stuff going on, like oh, battery swap stations. And we had that convo about China wanting to be the master of its own destiny yeah. in terms of not wanting to have to import batteries or oil or whatever and going to hydrogen. Mm. But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But anyway, the, these people are thinking that Neo might be a better bet mm. than Tesla. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. And I think with that, we have reached the finish line. Oh, really? Thank Come you, on. Crafty. No, thank you. And thank you, Tom. No, thank, thank you. you, Crafty. No, really. no. And no, really. thanks, as always, to our production guru, Mr. Pritchard, for making us look like we kind of know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, he's actually rocking the chainmail police uniform today, <laughs> which uh, inspired by Prince, I think, yeah. which is oh, an okay. arresting look. Oh, um, <laughs> I was impressed too because um, he actually he's, he's usually quite uh, a suit. Yeah, a, wears oh, the hair suit. Manscaping. Uh, he's been manscaping. He has. You um, shouldn't be able to see see that he's been manscaping. Well, I think well, he's put he's put the symbol. Yeah. He's put the Prince symbol. It's oh, really okay. Yeah, in a key place, which is a, it sets it off beautifully. And he mm. also spun around before to adjust some knobs in the background. He's wearing the sarong, 
but it it sort of hiked up a little bit. Oh, and I think the Marcus, I think Marcus, the phrase "shaved ape" was uh, was invented for. Please uh, pass for on Pritchard. the word about the podcast and let us know your thoughts by searching for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CG Podcast, or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Um, if you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review us. And remember, you can watch us on YouTube. Till next week, a mate of mine witnessed an amazing episode in an outback, outback truck stop this week. A diminutive truckie was in the cafe quietly consuming his morning fry-up when four intimidating bikies walked in. They made a beeline for the truckie and began you know, slapping him round. They, uh, they rub the fried egg in his face, they stick a sausage in his ear and pour the baked beans on his head. Uh, without a word, guy gets up, pays for his breakfast and leaves. Leader of the gang says to my mate, not much of a man, didn't even stand up for himself. To which my mate replies, not much of a driver either, just drove over four beautiful motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> <laughs>